Hello all and welcome to Hashtag Obsessed Football Podcast, your weekly dose of footballing nonsense brought to you in the comfort of your own homes. Um, <clears throat> usual panel this week returning, uh, myself, the host, Tift, uh, we've got Ass, Zach and you joining us. Play- a lot of football, a lot of action has happened in the past few weeks, so we've got plenty of talking points to cover. Um, there was a midweek game and obviously the weekend sets of fixtures. Um, so as always, we will start from the very, very top of the table. Manchester City are just easing away now, game by game. That gap is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And they had a comfortable win against, uh, well, West I say comfortable, a bit slightly tricky against West Ham. And then obviously during the week they played, um, I can't remember, who did they play during the week? Was it the week- weekend before? The weekend before. Yeah. I'm muddled up with all these double games. Yeah, it was. It was. It was Champions League for them last week. Ah, so, uh, glad back. I, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So Manchester City just just cruising. They can, you know, they, Pep has the luxury of rotating six, seven first teamers out the team and replacing them with equally as good players and still, you know, getting results and still getting to play the same way of football. Um, how much praise does this Man City deserve, team deserve at the moment? And how much praise does Pep Guardiola deserve? Or do some of us think it's just a case of everybody else has been disappointing, which has sort of made the job that much more easier for them? Uh, what what do you think of... Uh, who deserves a lot of credit for this? The way that they started the season, first of all, I think a lot of us were, and yeah, some more than others, but everyone was thinking, yeah, they're not going to do it this season. They're not going to do anything at all. Um, I know the season's been crazy, but they do deserve some credit. And I get it. I, I do get what we've said on the podcast last week or the week before that they're not playing that well. They are. They're playing good football. They are playing good football. And I know teams go to them and are quite nervous about it, but they're on a 20-win streak. Any team that's on 20 games in a row, have have won 20 games in a row, they're going to be full of confidence and teams going to them are going to be aware of that. Now, we said it last year, I remember as well, when Liverpool were running away with the league, we said that, oh, they're only winning it because everyone else was awful. (laughs) We we can say that again with with these guys now, but isn't that just if if a team dominates that that's what happens? They just run away with it. Can't we give credit to them? Or are we saying that everyone else is awful? Because the way they've changed it about they lost six two at home to Leicester, and I know they had a late se- uh, start to the season like United did, mm-hmm. but the football they're playing, uh, the st- oh, it's brilliant. I I really do think that they deserve more credit than. I know people are giving them credit. Has it made the job easier for them though? Because they're playing these games without any pressure of anybody chasing them now. They're that far ahead. So it does make their job a lot easier, would you not say? For me, the credit goes to the Arab owners. (laughs) Let's be honest. This this squad, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I know we've all been critical of Man City. I know Zach thinks Pep's a fraud. And I, I, I I don't, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's a fraud, but I'm not. Is completely Would you convinced say he's bold, on him as I'd say he's bald. 100%. <laughs> okay, but, that's, um, that, you know what? That's a fair point. <laughs> ask, but uh, my question to you is: 
has this squad gone stronger from last season apart from the addition of Diaz? They haven't really had um, many more additions I, than that. It's pretty much the same squad. Stones has come out I, of nowhere. He's done. I, I, I agree. So I agree. He's developed the players that were already there. Yeah. Odin I don't necessarily think. I, I disagree because when you've got when you're defensively vulnerable, which is what Man City have been over the well they were last season. Um, you, we've seen with Liverpool when they signed Van Dijk and how much it transformed that team. So you can say the players have developed, but I don't actually think they're playing any better. I, I think they played better two, three seasons ago compared to what they're playing now. The difference now is that they're so solid is that they don't look like they're going to concede. And that's because of that one signing. So I don't necessarily think it's that all the other players have developed. I mean, obviously they, they're playing well, but they're not playing what we saw that season when they had 100 points or even the season, maybe the season before that, when they first won the first league title under Guardiola. Some of that football that they played yeah. in that first season when they won the league under Guardiola was unbelievable. So I think they're, they're not that team anymore or they're not that team right now. But the signing, of D- ultimately for me, I mean, of, of course, if, for example, Mourinho had this bunch of players, would he win the league? Questionable. But at the same time, you've got, You've got a, you've basically got a state-owned club that are spending forty million pounds on a player like um, Nathan Ake, who I know he's injured, but he's essentially he's been signed as a fifth or sixth choice centre back. Eventually, that's going to catch up on 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 the league. So it's for, for me, it's quite concerning where the Premier League's going because Man City can dominate for the next 10, 20 years because they're ultimately being funded by. I know Liverpool didn't. Liverpool had to be pretty much close to perfection to win the league last season and, we, and, they, and they were close to perfection the season before and they still didn't win it so this standard that Man City is setting for me I'm quite I'm quite fearful of it because it's not sustainable for any other team mm-hmm. without the investment that Man, that Man City have. They, they I was going to say they haven't swept up all the trophies since you know this investment they've I, I, had I, poor poor seasons poor you know they've They've lost a lot of games. They haven't won all the trophies that have been on offer. But the way it's going, and especially, I mean, after this COVID pandemic, we don't know how teams are going to come out of this. Um, and I, I think every team, even Man City, well, they can cover their financial deficit off. Do you know what I mean? But I think most teams, yeah, probably will financially suffer. I, I, I just, I just fear for the Premier League for the next three or four seasons, mm-hmm. where I can see Man City potentially winning every single league just because of yeah. the different. This squad is ridiculous, and I know I, I'm a bit sour about it, if I'm being honest, because it's just it's a bit unfair, um, yeah. and that's the reality of it. It is unfair because you look at this squad, and I, I see Pep Guardiola celebrating, and I can't remember which game it was when Mares scored a winner a couple of weeks ago. And the way he celebrated, I think, why are you even celebrating, mate? When you've got 11 superstars on the pitch, what do you expect? Just, just You don't even need to be on the touchline. Just put the players on the pitch, win the game. Uh, I think, look, listen, Pep deserves praise. Like, what he's, what he's doing. He does, because... Look, he has a very, very high, high um, standards of uh, what he expects from the players. And if you've actually watched City this season, I'm sure Yusuf might agree... Some of the things he's done has been crazy. Like if you watch him play, what he's done with like, the fullbacks now. I know, I know. I know the idea really wasn't good. his, and he's taken it from somebody else who developed it in the past. But is both fullbacks practically playing centre mid? Basically, mate, where it's just mate, Cancelo is literally the thing is. I know, I know what you're saying that Diaz. He's just brought in Diaz, but Cancelo just three off the top of my head. Cancelo, Foden, and Gundogan have upped their game this season. 
they have been unbelievable. Foden is like, yeah, you can say he was both in him in any way, but he's been brilliant. Gundogan has had the best season of his life and it's from the position that he's playing. Mm. He's developed that little role for him where he's literally completely free of any defensive duties and that's because Cancelo comes into centre mid covering counter-attack. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's, it's genius. I think he's done really, really well. It's not him. genius. I, 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 I just, apart from can... Foden, like every single player that they've got that costs 50 million or more. Like it's ridiculous. No, no, I agree. The, the the means by how they've acquired their players and stuff, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. But Zach, but the sometimes football, the Zach, sometimes playing, throwing money it does not bring you success. It's not easy to. Oh, to I don't know. This is but this isn't just a little bit of money. This is like next level. I think you could <laughs> you could pick you get the twenty five man squad. You pick eleven of their players, throw them on the pitch in any position, and they'll play very good <laughs> football. Or they'll beat most teams comfortably. Other clubs have spent stupid money. PSG for one. But the, but the Real Madrid the difference have is, spent though, stupid money over the you know the past few years. They always have. I, I don't think PSG have spent. I know PSG have spent an obscene amount of money, especially on Neymar and Mbappe. But what we've seen with Man City is they sign a fullback like Benjamin Mendy. He hasn't he hasn't done great. So they'll, they'll spend another fifty million. Oh, again, <laughs> eventually, when you're spending that sort of money, it's going to come together with with Joe Cancelo okay um, I, you can say what Guardiola has done within the season has been you know what the way he's playing is outstanding I agree and you can give Guardiola credit for that but when you've got the quality of players they got on the pitch you can afford to take them risks the question I ask about Guardiola and this is the question mark for me that's over his head if, if he was managing Tottenham Hotspur right now would he be any higher than what Josie Mourinho no. is. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He no. would be higher. Of course How can you say that? How can you Daniel Levy would give him 50p and he wouldn't know what to do. He does not know how to manage a team which doesn't have millionaire players. Do you have to back that up? There is zero evidence of him managing any player that you know that didn't cost a ball or was say, called Lionel Messi. <laughs> I would I will also say one thing. I mean, maybe the Tottenham example probably wasn't the best because they, they lined down in 10th and you probably would have them above that. But the question that I... If he was managing Liverpool the last two seasons, would he, A, he have won the Champions League? Yeah, no. Would no. he have won the Premier He would not have won the Premier League either, in my opinion. Okay, so, but would, and that's, if Guardiola wasn't on. at City, would they be playing the way they are right now? No. If he wasn't there? I think so. They, I mean, they what, won what the league they, with they, Roberto they Mancini, uh, what's it, Pellegrini. They've won the league. They could have. Yeah, but if they, Mark they, they weren't sensational, there. those leagues. They weren't, they weren't incredible. They were if good. Mark they were good. There, they probably would have won. Had a lot of, back then, they had a lot more individual talent. Now, they play like an absolute it's team. True. You know what? La- last season, we had to be at perfection, as I said, for us to have any chance. And we knew it. And I personally think after they saw us playing so well, their confidence went and that's it. As I said, the season before, they were, we should have won. They were unbelievable. The amount of points that they got, the way that they played, but that season and this season, it's not a coincidence. That, like It comes from the manager as well and the style of play and how they play football. I get that they're spending money and it's a joke, the, the amount of money that they spend. But I really doubt that there'll be many managers, if they were in this position, be able to play the way that City I, I genuinely right think now. what he's doing the now, thing is, he's almost... Back to what he was like, yeah. what he was doing at Barcelona. Okay, this is the question. I even look at him as well, right? Not... He, he seems like he's, his hair's grown back. He seems that much more relaxed. <laughs> Genuinely. He's no longer at Barcelona. When Guardiola leaves Man City, will they continue to hoover up league titles? That's obviously, that's the big question. Yeah, and my that, answer that is, is I question. don't think they'll be as dominant as they were. 
I think they over? will. I think if you look, so the, the worrying thing, as Asif said, is that there's a real risk now of the Premier League turning into a Bundesliga or a league nah, uh, nah, where nah, nah, one nah, team nah. just dominates it. If you look no, at the last no, 10 no. seasons, Man City have won six of those titles. Um, it's going to be seven this, this season. Seven out of 10. Hello. 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 I think Zach's cut off. Seven. I'll carry on. Seven out of ten league titles. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, I don't know if you can hear us. I'll message him. Um, He was saying that there'll be domination. Hello, Zach. He's still talking. Oh, is he? No, I don't know. He probably is, though. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't hear no, no, him. But anyway, I just, I just think, for me, I, you can, I just, the, Man City deserve credit. Okay, they deserve credit for how they're playing. But I don't believe, you could say Pep deserves credit, but I just... The amount of money that they've thrown at it. And the, the, the amount of money, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just no, no other team in the world, and I'd even say, as far as saying even PSG, wouldn't be spending... Two, three hundred million pounds on fullbacks just before you get it right, and eventually you're going to get it right. And you, can, the difference is, okay, you could say Man City are playing this brand of football, winning the league, but there are different ways of winning the league. So they might, with a different manager, I still think they would have won the league. They might not. They might have played completely different. They might not have had João Cancelo who was playing as a central midfielder, stroke right back in a game, but they still win the league. Mm. It's just they, they're just winning it in the Guardiola way. So. <laughs> For me, I just like to see what he, how good, how good he would. Re- For me, the question mark on Pep is, can he take over a team? Uh, Jose Mourinho said in his his thing last week in the press conference, and I'm sure it was a dig Guardiola, where some managers basically just go into a team where they've got unlimited funds mm. and unlimited talent. Can he go into a club like even say Man United are now, where they're not quite there? They quite don't have that money to spend. Six hundred million pound in defenders over three seasons. Can you win the league? You, you have to understand. This is the, the the level and the status that Pep has now. He almost doesn't need to do that, to be honest. It's, it's the other clubs who go running to him if they want his exactly. service. He doesn't have to go no, chasing yeah. for challenges. That's that's Why? what he achieved at Barcelona. So he had he got a top job in Bayern straight after, and then obviously City followed straight after. And you got you have to yeah. understand one thing as well, right? No other manager would still be at City now. They would have, they would have been sacked. Pep's still there. He's still doing they his thing. He still... should have sacked him earlier on the season. Well, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. The, look how look how that question. would have gone wrong. But look look how he's still churning out. Like, fine, they've spent stupid amount of money, obscene. But like I said, I don't think the easy answer is spending money brings you performance after performance. You know, on, performance. you know, on your point, on your okay. Of course, he's earned his reputation. But you're saying another manager would have been sacked. And I agree. If there was another manager who was in his place, who hasn't won the Champions League in Man City in the three or four seasons he's been there and had the start to the season that they had this season, there would have been unreal pressure on him to be sacked. So Guardiola escaped being sacked because he's Guardiola. He's earned that reputation. One thing I say, which he, did, he didn't have any in any of his previous roles, is he's got zero pressure on Man City. If he has a shocking season where he wins zero trophies... Is almost Man City so to, to have him as a manager. They, he's he's not under any pressure at all. 
what about if the when Van Gaal left or whatever it was when Andy Tate after Moisey left when Andy Tate was saying that he wants a Pep Guardiola style of play if he joined United at that point would United be in position City are right now would he have made no, them a team like this no I don't think so I think he would have had them trying to play this brand of football but we, United, he wouldn't have these players no, I, don't, I don't think you can say no, they can not, get to this level because this is an, a ridiculous level first of no, all no, okay yeah yeah of course but I think he would be doing a lot better than all the managers but, we've had 100% but yes. a, que- a question though I, I, I know what you're saying about the money and blood but United are traditionally a bigger club than City are of course they are and they've got they've got Nobody cares a if big, win. bigger backing they've got a bigger backing as well the fans are proper. They're not fickle like City. I think there would have been positives for him to take from it. I don't know. I think he... Uh, well, why wouldn't he... Why couldn't he do the job? If you're, basically, if you're asking me, to, would I rather Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Pep Guardiola? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And we Rich, move on. Anyway, enough about Man City. Uh, Zach, no, no, let, let oh, Zach sorry, finish Zach, his point. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about Man City in the last 10 years, I think. And, and the fact seven, that they won six out of, out of the... 10 league titles? Yeah, well, it'll be 7 out of 10. Basically, yeah, I think, you know, there's a real risk of ascending up like like these farmers leagues that we worry about. Um, if you think about the the rest of the big five, what does any one of those clubs need to do to overtake Man City? And the answer is they need to spend half a billion pounds. Like, short of that, nobody... On defenders. No, on, on players in general, nobody is going to overtake Man City and knock them off. From dominating the league without spending that, no. that amount of money. Nah. Okay, but you know what? Again, my question to you, Zach, and to everybody else is: Out of those ten seasons, how many credible opponents, apart from Liverpool, who've been outstanding for those couple of seasons, have they had? Who's really? How, yeah, how many credible honest. opponents have they had? Which have really stuck stuck it out there for a few years. Other than Aguero and the season two seasons ago well there haven't been any because nobody else can sustain that level of performance no I I disagree I think all the other teams have been poor very poor the the only season the only seasons where another team can win a title ahead of Man City as it is in my opinion right now is when they're having an off season. So last season, I've I've always had said that fact about winning three titles in a row which is so difficult and the biggest challenge is mentality so where they won two league titles in a row, and obviously Liverpool had the perfect season to win the league, it's just, for, for me, Man City now, they'll win this title, they'll probably win it next season. And then the, that third title is the one where someone might sneak in and win a league before Man City win it again, regardless of whether Pep Guardiola's manager or whether absolutely. Chris Wilder's And the thing is, when Man City Chris drop Wilder. off, they drop off to second place, to third place at absolute worst. The rest of the teams, if United won the league, they've dropped down to Europa League. If Chelsea won the league, they've dropped as far as 10th, 11th once. Yeah, Liverpool why is that? Because we don't have a good manager like Pep Guardiola. It's because they don't have half Irby a billion pounds. No, because we don't United have... in the top four for 15, 20 seasons. You understand? It's, it's not. It's, that's not the point. It's, it's not the point. It's, it's the point. That it's the money. The Ultimately, if Man, if Man City, if Man City don't win the league title, they're going to go and spend. It's not just about three hundred million pounds minimum. Crap loads it, of money. No, I. Agree. No, no one spent money the way Man City have. Man City spending has been absolutely... They're spending absolutely 50, 60 million pounds on players who are fourth and fifth choice players. That's not their normal. Their squad is a joke. You don't yeah, get yeah. that. Their, their squad is unbelievable. When you when you really look at it, it's genuinely unbelievable. Oh, yeah, they could feel the second team, which would finish second in the league, probably. Yeah. 
hundred percent, wow. without shadow of doubt, with Chris Wilder as manager. <laughs> no, see, this is where I <laughs> Chris Wilder. <laughs> this is where I disagree with Deontay Wilder. Listen, Flack would still start. <laughs> It says, it says a lot that like it, so. it says a lot that Pep Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League without 100%. the I think that's greatest the greatest player of all time. <laughs> if they don't win it this season, so if, then he's a bold fraud. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, that's that's the crazy. But then thing. again, how many people are going to say we're going to win the league this season? Not many. Exactly. After Leicester, how, how many of you thought they were going to win the league? No, listen. What, what, with Guardiola, fine. I, I get all your points, but we can't. Ignore. I actually predicted Man City to finish second behind United. So. Not far off. We can't ignore the the way the guy gets his team to play football and the little changes that he's done. There is a season. lot of pep haters out so, there. I will say that there are, and I I just think it's beautiful. When he was at Barca, those couple of years, wherever Oof. it is, people still go back. Oh, but he had Messi. I don't care the football they played. Well, as a United fan, like it was painful to have that. Arguably one of the best teams. You you guys would have won. The of course, hundred percent. We would have swept up back to back. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I just think it's beautiful football, man. Absolutely, um, outstanding for Manchester City. The rest of the league not so outstanding, unfortunately. Um, Manchester United, another Zach. You've been very critical of Manchester United and the way they <laughs> approach um, the teams around them. Yet another nil-nil draw. Um, you could blame United for their approach. You can blame Chelsea for their approach, but ultimately. Um, yeah, that's yet another draw for Manchester United. Um, do you question their ambitions at all uh, in in these big games? The desire to win these games. Oh, I don't know if it's a desire. I think they they still want to win it. It's not the desire. It's not the game plan, the tactics. Then, or is it the tact? I don't know. I just think they just a boring side, really. I mean, it's, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been Tottenham, Tottenham win a match and like Jose Mourinho, but Boy. Jose Mourinho sets out to play boring football. That's what he says. I don't think Solskjaer, I don't think he wants to be boring. He wants to be attacking. He wants to be excited, but it's just snooze fest every time it comes up, every time they come up against a good side. I don't know whether it's they're just scarred from that 6-1 at the beginning of the season and that's now he's saying we're not letting that happen again. Or it should be sleepy Sunday. Yeah, I, Sunday, I don't know. <laughs> and the fact that at the end, of, I mean, United should have had a penalty for that um, Callum Hudson Odoi mm. um, handball. But the fact that that's what Solskjaer was hanging on to, and that was the scandal of the game, we should have had it. It just shows that his tactics in these games is get a penalty, get give it to Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> that's our only way to goal. Um, yeah, um, Ask, does it concern you at all that? We can't seem to get any wins against any of the teams around us. I will say there's a lot of focus on United's results in the, games, in the big six, but generally the games. I mean, in the, when we talk about the big six, they look they look at the matches against Arsenal. Arsenal are not a big six team. I mean, it's questionable whether Tottenham are. But anyway, when we look at these results, everyone's pointing the finger at United, but no, no one else is scoring lots of goals. I'm not, I'm not just talking about against. They're not a. They're not scoring against United, and b. Apart from that, obviously, really we're against, against Spurs again. But it's, it's a criticism that can be said at all the top teams when they're playing against each other this season. But just with United, it has been nil-nil. The, the only thing I'll say is that, well, not the only thing I'll say, but the one point I want to say is that last season, so I know, I know Wally came in halfway through that one season, but last season was his first full season. He, he was playing quite defensive then, and quite often we were playing five at the back. 
and then hitting teams on the counter. This season, he's not, he's actually not doing that. He's actually play, trying to play from the front, but it hasn't hasn't completely worked. It looks like Man City have just gone two 0 up. Um, Disallowed for offside at the moment. Looks like this, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you looked if you look at the game of Chelsea, I think it's very lazy to say. And I, I was making this point on a forum I'm part of before Jamie. I listened to Jamie Carragher last night. He was in complete agreement with me that. To say United are boring or they didn't have shown no ambition against Chelsea, that's as lazy. If you actually watch the game, we were pressing from the front. We had Arouan Basaka directly up against their wing back. We had our three attacking players directly up against their three centre backs. Ultimately, what cost us and what is costing us in these big games is a lack of quality of players on the ball. So when you've got a team with Wan Basaka, Scott McTominay, Victor Lindelof, and Dan James, who are all players who are uncomfortable on the ball you are going to struggle to impose your game on teams like that. So for me, it wasn't the tactics and it wasn't a case of lacking ambition because I thought we went for the game as much as we could. Um, and I, it was, I, I thought it was quite an attacking, attacking tactic, but what let us down was the players on the pitch. And I've been massively critical of Pogba um, a bit before he's turned his form around in, in mid-December onwards, but we missed him badly. Uh, Scott McTominay... I mean, you've got Fred and McTominay. Fred's not outstanding on the ball, but he does enough for me. And I I thought he was our best player on the pitch. He didn't stop running um, against Chelsea. Um, But Scott McTominay, his distribution is abysmal for a central midfielder. Dan James, he worked his socks off. Great credit for that. He did not stop running for the full 90 minutes. But on the ball, he, he, he did nothing. And you can't afford to have, you can't afford to have a team with three or four of those players, um, if you want to win those big games, you can you can have one or two players in a team where, where for example, and uh, I, I don't really want to compare Dan James to Jisung Park because Jisung Park actually had good quality, but you can ha- you can afford to have one or two players who are in the team who are set out for a specific task and might not be the best on the ball, okay, but you can't have three or th- three or four players in a starting eleven that are just not comfortable on the ball. In my opinion, where United if lack this season in those games is just quality um i think one or two players who are better than what they've got at the moment and we'd be looking at a different story but for me it's quite i'm quite happy with the progression from last season obviously as a whole we're second in the league or whatever but in terms of these games because even though last season a second to liverpool we had the best results in the matches against the big six. But the tactics in those games was a lot more defensive than what it is this season. Now, the next step for United, which hopefully will be next season, is that we've got the quality of play that we can take the game to them and win the matches, which is what we're not doing this year. Mm. Um, But that's my opinion on it. I think it's quite lazy from anyone who says that, well, there's a lack of ambition, United are boring. They they never played boring. They just haven't got the players to just unlock those defences on these really good teams. I was talking about the ambition. So, I said they probably did have the ambition to attack, but it is boring. You can't, that's, there's no, United in all the big games. It's, no, but, you know, it, it's, it's boring, but I think it's boring because of the players that they have, that they can't, they're struggling against the likes of, against good teams. And I, I think, I don't this think, this goes down to you missing your best player, Paul Pogba. Whoa, oh, like, right? yeah, shut up. I, the best player is Bruno Fernandes. I think, I think, <laughs> whoa, 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 relax, bro. Pogba, he's uh, shown that. I think, I think, I, no, I think Pogba would have made a big difference, and we've missed him. We missed the Pogba that's been playing for the six weeks before his injury. We're missing that Paul Pogba. Um, had he been playing against in the game against Chelsea, and probably, I, I hand on heart believe that had he not been injured when he got injured, 
um, we probably would have picked up another five or six points to the ones we've dropped because it seems to be going under the way. And I'm not going to moan about injuries because obviously every team's have had injuries and it is what it is, but it just shows a lack of squad depth. And you compare that to Man City, you lose Kevin De Bruyne, it makes no difference. But that's where United are lacking and that's where my fear comes in from, you know, when I was talking about Man City. But mm. for me, it's just a case of not having enough quality players on the ball. Um, it's, but that's just that's just how it is. But again, United, they're still the, the Premier League's top goal scorers this season, which people seem to forget. So there's a lot of credit that needs to be given to them. They just need to, if they can just find a way to win these matches, then, you know, they'll hopefully be challenged for the title next season. I mean, the other thing I could say about United is there's just, they don't have a goal scorer up front who's like a, a 20, 30 goal a season striker who in the big games, even if everyone's playing rubbish, just nicks a goal. The front three, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, all okay, but none of them none of them will scare you in, in a big game and you can't really hang your hat on any of them to stand up and, and be counted. Cavani's okay, but he's not playing every game. So oh, I think that's some... No, I agree. That's that's some, that's something we need to look. I think this summer, more than signing signing a right winger, where I think Greenwood can play there, he's been playing decent enough. Ultimately, United's funds are going to be limited this season. And if there's one, there's two things we need to get. We need to get a centre back, and we need a striker that's going to score a, a ton of goals. Um, but I mean, it's apart from Man City, which teams are going to be able to sign the players that they want? I don't know. Man United need a centre-back, they need a striker and probably another midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as Donny van der Beek, I, I don't know what he is and why, why we signed him. But uh, I'd, uh, apart from Man that this is why for next season, I just think is Man City going to walk the league again just because I can't see United signing a striker, a midfielder and a defender. They'll probably sign a striker and a defender or something along those lines where they won't sign everything that they need. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I agree. They need a, they need a striker that's going to score mm. 20, 30 goals a season. Hopefully, um, yeah, it's Harry a fair point that you raise. Actually, down to a lack of quality with United. Um, but ultimately, I would say it is it is painful to watch at times, especially at the big games, especially in the second half. I mean, first half, like you said, we were great. We were pressing on the front. Second half, we did absolutely nothing for the whole half. And watching our midfielders get on the ball is just. They could not do anything. Fred is great, fine, but when the ball falls to him at the edge of the box, you do not want him on the ball. You know, you want somebody I, with a bit of quality. You want somebody with a bit of quality who can either pick a pass or you know hit the back of the net. No, but yeah, but that, that's what I mean by where, when McTominay's in the team. I, yeah. well, my question Fred, is, ultimately, ultimate, ultimate, ultimate why does Ollie still persist with playing these two as holding midfielders? Who, who, who else is he well, going to play? Got a quality player like Van der Beek who can pass the ball on the bench. Uh, is he is he is he, what, is he quality not, though? Every got, time I've seen he's him, he's got a worse playing ability. Than every time I've seen every. No, I just no. He's better on the ball yeah. than McTominay. Well, okay. However, when I've seen no, but when I've seen when I've seen uh, Donny Van der Beek come on the pitch for United, everyone's got this opinion that like, oh, Donny Van der Beek, whatever. But whenever he's come on the pitch for United, United have looked worse. There was a game a few weeks ago where we needed a goal. They brought him on the pitch, and we subbed we subbed off. I think it might be McTominay or Fred, one of them two. All of a sudden, we our the whole team structure just went on the hill. He seems to just from he's meant to be playing in midfield, and he's just he's he's either on the left or the right. Okay, he's all over the place. Fair, he's doing what he's doing. Has he really so, been given a chance? And he, has he been backed by the manager? Has he been given a run of games? 
I I agree with that, but ultimately he's got to he's got to take his he's got when he comes on the pitch for that 15 20 minutes or when he's starting a match in the Europa League or when he started against West Ham a few months ago when he had that one Premier League start like you've got to do you've got to show something but all he's showing is that the, uh, we, we, he makes that team all over the place that's the reality of it uh, it pains me to say that because there's a thing with that my concern with Donny van der Beek is that he's come from Ajax's team who play a very certain style of football. You put Donny van der Beek in a Pep Guardiola team, or even, um, I, I, I always think a Leeds United, and I think he'd be perfect for them because he's moving past the move. But these other teams, like United, he does not suit Man United whatsoever. Like, it's just the most, it's, I don't know. It's such a strange I don't signing. think he's had, well, he's strange signing that, you know, I don't know, did Oli sanction it? Don't know. Well, he's not using them at all. I don't think Oli's. I don't yeah, think Oli's. I think Edward Wood was given the opportunity or given the opportunity yeah. to sign him. Exactly. I don't think he's had enough football Edward for anyone to judge him. To be honest, quite frankly, he's hardly played. And when he has, he, he gets subbed off. I know it's very. I think it's very. I know it's very early to say this, but I don't think he's going to succeed at United. And if they can, if they can get rid of him this summer for a reasonable fee, I would be snapping their hands off because when I've seen him on the pitch, he's offered nothing. Apart from running around, like United aren't chicken. very good at offloading players at the moment. They take a good f- five, six years to get rid of players. Um, right, let's move on then. Leicester City, as always, end up disappointing you when you most likely think. And it was Harvey Barnes. All the hopes were pinned on this young fella for the lap for the weekend, but unfortunately, an injury put pay to his form. And then that's it. Leicester just. Um, it looked, like they, they looked like they turned a corner. It looked like they were on a good run of form. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, missing Madison is... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him, but obviously I think he's key for that team. Mm, yeah. He shouldn't be that much of a Wasn't he? He was playing... Um, he played two right-backs on the right-hand side to try and contain yeah. you. Yeah, That's yeah it. Messed everything up. Played that, I don't know who, Thomas or whatever his Thomas, name is on the left. It, well, he's had to play him because... Yeah. He got him? shredded by... Pepe. <laughs> Nicola Pepe. Oh, lads, listen. A lot of uh, we've got to give some credit to Arsenal for a bit of resilience, Pepe. though. Let's give well, some credit to Arsenal. I was just going to say, yeah, no. Give some credit to Nicola Pepe. I think, I think Arsenal and Arteta deserve some credit. They do. I agree. Because Willian, uh, yeah, he was good as well. But allow him. But Nicola Pepe, can we talk about him a bit? Uh, and also, a lot of people criticised Arteta going into that game for all the changes he made from midweek. But <laughs> he still come no up with Saka, the goods. Yeah, no Saka, no Aubameyang. That was... Very questionable, but fair dues. Yeah, it's a very good win for um, Arsenal. But they're still ten. Like at the end of the day, they still. Of course, of course. But I think even me, who was I was quite a critic of our Arsenal and Arteta. I have seen improvements. So I, I don't know. I don't know if Arsenal fans are content with this. I don't know. Are they? Or are they still tenth place? Absolutely. I think tired. I think at the moment, Zach Tottenham are only two points ahead of them. But how? That's why we've been so bad. We've been so bad and we're so comfortably ahead of Arsenal. Like, no, 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 just... no. You haven't been as bad as them. What they did for the first half of the season was horrific. Oh. While you, meanwhile, you were top. They were, fight, they were fighting just, relegation. Just, yeah, just, just, just remember, Zach, Tottenham were joint top. Oh, no, we've literally come from opposite ends of the tip. But that, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, West Ham still slug, slugging it out of their fourth. Was it performance at Man City? Was it like a sort of a sign that they probably deserve where they are on the table right now. Should have gone for it though. They should have gone, gone for it. They, they could have, I'll tell you what, it was the same against Liverpool when they played you. They had you on the ropes at certain parts, but they they, had... I don't know, they just succumbed to the buggy team. They lacked, um, 
they lacked a bit of belief, mm. I, th- I thought. But I, I, it was interesting in that game. I, and I know, like, all this, you know, the um, expected goals nonsense. And I'm not a right big fan it. of it all, but it says a lot sometimes. But um, I, I, after the game, the expected goals for West Ham was like 2.5 mm. or something. And for Man City, it was 0. 0.7 or 0. 0.8. So they looked dangerous every time they went well forward. West Ham played. Jesse Lingard. Let's talk about Jesse. He's been given the freedom to roam <laughs> while West Ham. Listen, we do, we went over Nicola Pepe. We didn't talk oh, about it. Like, don't what care. Is going on? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Neymar. Oh, I've already Neymar. Nah, yeah. Um, West Ham. I'll tell you what, Michael Antonio. Like it still feels <laughs> like he's a bit part striker. Like he's not a proper striker. It's like a bit weird. For, but he's, he's weird. seen off that Sebastian Haller, who was a flop. He's gone away. <laughs> I don't know if they've got any other strikers, but it seems they basically got no other strikers. Generally, they, they yeah, let them all go just to keep him up top. Like he's not even a proper striker. He always, I don't know what, how he does it. Did he the wing for them? Did he used to play? He used to play right back. That's where he started. Yeah, like a fullback. Yeah. He's a right beast, though, fair dues. And the, he's huge, man. And the two right, Czech man. Eastern European players that they brought in this season, <laughs> Kufal, Warner, before, like, where have they found these players from? That just He's like a Pablo Zabaleta, any type stuff. He looks like him, man. Number five. He looks like him. They just don't stop running, don't stop playing, don't stop putting in seven out of ten performances. Obviously, against... ben, ben Rama's lost his place now in the first team. So That's so That's harsh, coming. man. Oh, I don't know. I know Jesse Lingard's been absolutely fantastic. They, they, they need to find a way of getting Ben Rama in the team because when he came on, they looked. Yeah, but that's, so that's David Moyes, though. That's, that, that's could... not finding a way. He's happy with, with the plays he's got. He likes Declan Rice. He likes. He Suchek. was happy to leave. Yeah, play those two. Su- then Suchek. play Ben Rama, whatever his name is now. Play those two, but then play Ben Rama. No. Play um, Lingard and allow Bowen, bro. Play four. No, he, well, yeah, he, he like, plays yeah, four yeah. now. Antonio Lingard as a three, and then uh, oh, I forgot who's the other one in midfield. Ben Rob has been they, on the bench for well, the they play Bowen. They? they play Bowen. Bowen, I think. Yeah, they need to get. They need. They yeah. need to get him in the team. Lanzini's um, around as well. Listen, what do we think of Declan Rice? I just. <laughs> yeah, I There's been a lot of talk about him again since that game, and I just yeah, I'm not convinced. Yeah, no. At the moment, he's. I wouldn't rate him as highly as... Uh... Shove him to centre-back, mate. Shove him to centre-back. Well, they're doing all right, aren't they? Suchek, though. Well, uh, Suchek's a player. Honestly, like... Fellaini, you know, Mark, too. Compare him to Fellaini, but... No, he's he's good on the ball. And he, I, I like him. He's he's, he's he's very he's a very intelligent player. Mm. When you watch him on the pitch, he picks That's up... That's what they said about Fellaini, Fellaini's had the best chest, oh. best chest in the world. Best chest hair. Oh, he said. Um, right, let's go, Chelsea. Like, obviously, we didn't we didn't discuss them much. I tell you what, we were talking about United a lot. Um, yeah, was it questionable the way Thomas Tuchel went about that game? He was, he seemed to be quite content with a point. I knew he would. I thought he would. To be honest, that's what they're, I, they're doing now. They're trying to get solid, and then they'll work from there. But yeah, from a manager like him, so a lot him. of people, you know, you know, do you expect a bit more ambition, a his... bit more, a bit more flair, a bit really. more, you know? I think they. I, that I think was a they, very uh, conservative lineup. They need you know, a, no Havertz, they, no Pulisic, no Werner. They played. Well, obviously, they, they, that's the system he's playing is five three two or three five two, however you want, or whatever it is, three four three. Um, but I think. They, 
they they need a striker. They need someone up front. I mean, Giroud is good. They need someone who's quick up up top. Um, but I think he. Um, I think he's. I think he's looking all right at the moment, Tuchel. I, I wouldn't be too critical I, I of him. He... The only thing I'd say is that he needed the win more than United did. Um, United for United is it was important just to keep that distance between them and Chelsea. Um, but Chelsea needed to win, and they need to. Um, they got. They got a couple of well, tough they got Liverpool next on Thursday. Thursday. So how is he going to approach that one? Everton after that, I think. No, I think to be honest, I I, I thought that's what he'd do against United. Um, and I think that's what he's going to try and like. He's coming to the team and uh, to the club, and it seems like that's what he's doing. He's trying to steady it, make sure they're solid, and then whatever they can up top, as soon as it clicks, they'll try and get a result. But he, I don't know. It seems to me like he's focusing on making sure they keep. I, think, I, I, think, I don't think I that's think a that bad works thing. though. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad no, well, thing. Yeah. When Man City were on that shocking run earlier this season, that's, that's what good. Pep Guardiola yeah. did. They went back to the basics, defended. Obviously, they weren't like completely defensive, but they, they were focused on keeping clean sheets and they win 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. And then you build confidence and players like... What, what I, I suspect he's thinking is players like Werner will eventually build confidence and, it's positive. It's and start positive. producing. But the one player for me that... If, if, I, I rate Pulisic really high. And I think... He's, they've got they've got to get him in the team, especially that system that they're playing, because they're playing sort of two players just behind the striker. Pulisic um, really nice there. He's ideal for that position, and I, I like him. He's a bit different to what they got. Um, so that's the one player for me that they need to get into that team, um, because he's capable of taking on a player, capable mm. of, of scoring a goal. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's doing the right thing for the team and. Against Liverpool, you probably approach it the same way, trying um, you know, try not to concede and nick a goal the other end. That's fine. Um, sixth place is well unfamiliar territory, isn't it, for Liverpool in recent seasons? Use um, you are in a fight for the top four. I think that is absolutely nailed on right now. Um, any positive, encouraging signs you saw in the game against Sheffield? Yeah, definitely. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Even if they'd lost, he would still say there's positives. Exactly. No, it was really good. Look, you get a win. Curtis was nice. The formation we played, by the way, it was really interesting. I don't know if you saw after it. Carragher only went into it for a bit, but I saw on Twitter a lot, and it was evident throughout the game. Robbo was playing as a left winger. Robbo was being playing tactics, as a left winger. <laughs> Honestly, listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I was thinking, what's going on? Cloppyola. Genuinely, because Trent, <laughs> because Trent was mm. like a centre mid. I'm not even like, if you, it, it, I don't know if any of you watched the whole game, Trent was genuinely, for most of the game, like yeah. a centre mid, where Robbo went completely far forward. Salah was a bit more defensive, and Mane and Firmino were central. He completely changed it. It was like a, when we had the ball, it was like two, three, whatever, five or whatever it was. Genuinely, it was mad. So it was, and also the thing that, yeah, City do, Gundogan getting in the box. Curtis Jones at every opportunity was in the box. He was literally just there <clears> in the box. Tiago Wijnaldum went as two. I don't know. I think it worked. It's Sheffield yeah, United, it mate. I think it's... No, exactly. exactly. I was just going to say... No, no, did I once say at the beginning, oh, yeah, we're going to win the league? No. I said the system we played was interesting, but it is Sheffield United. It's good to get a win. In those games, you just have to get a win. Do, do you almost feel like Klopp has to sort of do something different now to just try and 
get some sort of winning formula or success back in that team of yours? Because whatever you were doing before is not working anymore, is it? The And not only that, to be honest, honestly, I, you can only laugh about it now. How we were literally getting to the point where we could get Hendo in midfield and the guy gets injured. It's, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. So we're going to... He, he, I think he looks at it like, yeah, let's change it about a bit. Let's try mm. something different. That's it. We, we can't say anything more about it. Everything that could have gone bad has happened. Let's try and be positive. Sheffield United beat Manchester United, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a good point, Omar. Oh, where did you come from? <laughs> he came just for that. Thank you. One thing I want to add to what you saying point. is that Fabinho is going back now, and I hope Klopp puts him in midfield because I think that's what we're missing, to be honest. I. Mate, your play. Basically, the title charge is back on. I, see, I had a discussion with, with Nav earlier on in the season, right? And I, when, when um, Van Dijk got injured, I, I thought Liverpool should have gone like all out attack and just outscore the other team. Klopp went the other way and tried to fix the defence with midfield. And it hasn't worked. And that's, 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 that's what happened this season, basically. I think if he, yeah. if he kept his midfield intact and just freestyled it in the back, yeah, we would concede, no doubt. But we, I, I, I'm confident we would outscore the other teams. But Fabinho, that's all, but... he'll come back yep. and he'll get injured after one game, just like the rest of the players. <laughs> I, I, I think. See, I, I think he'll play. I agree. But by the way, I think I, I said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago where I think Klopp messed up by, you know, if your defense is all, if your defense is ruined, don't ruin your midfield mm. as well. Just ruin your defense. Absolutely, away from the midfield. You, ruin, yeah. you basically ruin. But obviously, play your best you know, you players in the best Klopp positions. Is an, an outstanding. It's hard to criticise Klopp because he's done such a good job at Liverpool. But um, I do think the only extra thing when, I was when he say sees was, the bird playing in training in ass, what's he going to do? I was going to make a point, but I forgot what the point was. You um, <laughs> know, But um, it, well, I mean, I, I, for me, no, I see that's the point I was going to make. I think you'll put Fabinho back in the in defence just because Kabak. Wow. <laughs> I'm not one to <laughs> kebab. I'm not. I'm not one to. Um, like I'm not one. To, uh, you, you can't write off a player when they just joined in January or whatever. But that guy looks all no, over the you know place, what? mate. He, he looks like a 20 year old centre back. He looks very much like a 20 year old centre back. He's so naive in so much of his play, the bounce, his body positioning, all of these things that I I know with. And also, he, he's ultimately come into a team where he's had to go straight yeah. into the team. With pressure on pressure on Liverpool like nothing before. So no, I'm not going to be too critical of him, but I'm just saying he looks the, shocking. The only the thing about him, long way to continue. One on one, he looks all right, but then yeah, his positioning and all sorts for anything over the top. Ollie McBurney, that that's a tough player Absolutely. to play against. Can I say Ollie McBurney, mate? Can I say they need to they need to. Sheffield United need to start Burke. The guy is rapid. He just runs it down the line. Yeah. I know, I, I know, but he's such a pain to play against. Such a pain to play against. Can with Sheffield United, um, Ethan Ampadu. Class. He's oh, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's ruining his career at Sheffield United. He's a good young player. He has spent... Um, so he's just bad? ruining himself. I thought he was a good player, a good controller, but he's just, like, every game he's making... Terrible mistakes. He looked all right. Stupid passes out to the opposition attack. Like, I d- he needs to get out of there as soon as he can. Because, I mean, last season he was at loan at Leipzig, wasn't he? Um, which is a good a good place yeah. to develop. And he had a great performance. Exactly. Spurs, like, how has he gone from there to Sheffield United? 
Is, is he not? He is on is loan. He's on loan, though, isn't um, he? He obviously doesn't give a damn about you know Sheffield United. He's, he's playing to try and get them <laughs> relegated. No, but is, is, when your when your whole team is struggling, and then especially if you're a player on loan, it's hard to. St- yeah. It's pretty hard to stay motivated. I don't think he's that bad of a player, by the way. I think he's, he's not a bad I, player, but he's. I don't think he's going to make it. Like a he top, needs to, top for, level. The, for the for the for the Welsh Euro twenty twenty one campaign's sake. He needs to get out of there and, and play some decent uh, football somewhere. Well, he, I, I could see him he doing well at a team like Everton or West Ham or something. Talk to me about Brewster, though. Terrible. Did you see him in the crowd? <laughs> he, he didn't give a flying money. 25 mil. <laughs> you have scooped up plenty of money for some absolute garbage players, haven't you? Everton Football Club as well. They've Everton. managed to find a little bit of form. But then again, obviously, you've got, you know, Carlo Ancelotti as manager. You've got to give ratings to him. Like, you know, he is a class, class act. He's doing what he can, to be honest, at Everton, I think. I don't think he could be doing much more. Um, Especially with certain players he's got um, at disposal to him. You do wonder how he's he's ended up. I think he's... (laughs) To be fair, you could put that question for a lot of top managers with uncertain clubs at the end that... Just how I mean, when he was at AC Milan winning those Champions Leagues, like, would you ever expect him at Everton Football Club <laughs> this many years later? Toppies. Probably not. Well, which is, is the same as it's, it's not too dissimilar. To I was just no. going to say that actually. To be fair. <laughs> I think the difference is the difference Genuinely, is Mourinho's what's, what's, messed up a few jobs, whereas Carlo Ancelotti, he's done well wherever he's been. And I think if if tomorrow, you know, he ended up managing Real Madrid or Bayern Munich, like he wouldn't bat an eyelid. It be Whereas with Mourinho, you think he needs... No, I agree. Mourinho agree needs well, a but... good job before he ends up back at the top table again, which you doubt if that's ever going to happen. Mourinho needs to go, yeah, go to the championship. For, for Everton, though, to be fair, there'll be um, my outside, there'll be dark horses for top four, man. Because you know Alan coming I... back in the team. Do you think they've got a good a enough squad to sure. hang around? And also... Well, they, they do. They have those performances where they uh, like they'll play Sheffield United. Oliver Berg will score a hat trick and came over. Like I don't know, they have those weird games where they just completely throw it away, like they did against Fulham as well. But I don't know. I like Alan. I, I, I like realise he's back. He's good for them, man. With um, I think Sigurdsson's playing really well and it's going under the radar. Mm. Um, but also. Playing Richarlison through the middle. Lovely. I mean, me and you, I know we're both big oh, fans of Richarlison. What a player. What but a he's, def- player. he's definitely not a left winger. Um, playing through the middle. He doesn't stop running. He's a proper workhorse. He makes DCL look um, good, And he scored, what, he scored three in his last three games. And um, he, scored, well, he scored the winner against um, on the weekend. And well, he's got the first goal against Liverpool as well. So he's really stepped up to the plate. And I think if they can keep them two playing up top with Sigurdsson and James Rodriguez in behind... I think they definitely end with a shot with top four. Absolutely. Mm. I think if they're going to make it, they need to stop dropping points, as you have said, to, to the teams down below. Silly one. I think um, it, it, it just depends on how many errors Pickford makes between now and the end of the season, to be honest. He's been in good form, though, lately, Jordan. If you've seen him on corners, yeah, he's so bad. Man. I don't know how they don't concede every corner. <laughs> but so how many goalkeepers? For some reason, this season, is so many goalkeepers are playing awful. Oh, no. Uh, don't Liverpool it's a strange fans, season really. for goalkeepers. 
Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Zach, I know you've been waiting for this one. Tottenham Hotspur for uh... Burnley nil. Champagne oh, football. Back. It's a bit annoying actually because last week I had a massive rant lined up oh, after God. the West Ham game, <laughs> and then now we've just gone and obliterated like, another claret team. He's gone and sprayed his fire extinguisher <laughs> all over that region fire with a four nil. If only it was West Ham, but it was Burnley. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I mean, it was a good performance. It, Against Burnley, who tend to lie down for us every season when we play them. Um, no, I remember Chris Wood scoring that was a winner. Long t- that, was, that was a Wembley stadium. I was sat in the crowd. Last minute injury time equaliser. Ruined my journey back up to the M5. Shocking. The question I asked, though, is what's... Were you in the Burnley A day I'd rather forget. Anyway, um, Gareth Bale is back. This that's is that's the one remember. positive to take to take uh, from it. He's, he's looked really who, who deserves smart. credit for him being back? Gareth Bale deserves credit. Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. <laughs> this is there's a quote, a Jose Mourinho quote from a few seasons back. I think I don't know whether it was when he was managing Real Madrid or Chelsea, where he says top players perform in whatever position no matter whether they carry an injury no matter who the manager is no matter what the circumstances they will always perform Mm -hmm. and Gareth Bale is a top player so no matter what happens he will shine through and his quality will shine through I just think over the past three seasons he has had two managers who have done everything humanly possible to try and bury that talent and he's finally Starting to, to, to it's the first time I've seen him actually happy, and I don't know if anyone else, he was, yeah. I've never seen him that happy scoring a goal for a good two, I think, three years. I think you're being a bit kind to Gareth Bale. Obviously, he's a top player when he wants to be, but the, obviously, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago where I said I think he needed a manager to put his arm on his shoulder, or whatever, but ultimately. A professional footballer, his his attitude over the last mm. couple of seasons has been disgusting. Regardless of the manager, regardless of the manager, his attitude has been disgusting. I, I just think he got um, reminded the Euros are coming, and he was like, "Okay, I need to start playing now." So, uh, clearly, Mourinho has done something to trigger the response, which is finally he got a response from him. Um, and it seems to it seems to have all started from that picture of the training session, and then Mourinho criticised. Or, or was it the fact that Mourinho had no options left but to play him? No, because you had everything else with all his other players. Let's be honest, pressure is piling on him. No, but Bale was Bale was coming on a month or two ago, and he just he looked so disinterested. He wasn't even trying. Whereas now he looks interested and he's trying. Um, so something has happened. Whether that, I mean, if Mourinho's had a sit-down chat with him, starts, whatever's like happened's happened. I think whatever's happened, guaranteed, a hundred percent is nothing to do with Mourinho. One hundred percent. The only thing I'll say with with Bale and with Deli Ali, I I hope to God, I hope that Bale stays on for another year, and I hope Deli Ali signs whatever contract. I hope that when Mourinho leaves, they're both still at the club because they will explode once he's gone. It, it's just I, the last thing I want to see is he manages to clear out all the good players that we have, and then he stays and he leaves us with an absolute pile of steaming horse poo. Um, once he's inevitably burnt the house down. Um, there was talk that Kane, they, I think it was either a few weeks ago, there was rumours that a big player is going to leave Tottenham this summer. And it was obviously either going to be Kane or Son. Um, now, there's been a lot of chat about Son signing a new contract. For It's been a, 
ongoing for months and it's just been delayed and delayed for for whatever reason um and then there was some murmurings that it was Kane in fact that had had enough um but I think lately the rumors are coming out that there's nobody that can afford Kane's price and if that's all it takes for for Harry Kane to stay then then happy days um because Enter Man City, mate. Enter Manchester City. I do. I do think Harry Kane. He, should, he probably should have left a season or two ago, but he still should leave. But it's just it's Tottenham going to ask 150 million pounds for him. When Man City, yeah, the pay. only team. Let's be honest, um, who can afford that that sort of money? I don't think anyone else can. I think if if he was going to go to Man City, Daniel Levy would charge. Like, Imagine they bought Holland and Green. <laughs> God damn! Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and, uh... and you still start with no strikers. They probably sign Messi in a free and Messi sign Harry Kane and Harland to sit. Care. They'd all be on the bench. You start Rodri. Oh, goal! Hello. Goal! Oh no way! You're you're ahead of me. Outstanding. Well, that's the. You're miles ahead. You so you happy, Andy? Clean sheet, scones, lads. I know what. What are you watching it on? Because I'm watching it on the BT Sport app. Uh, we all do um, legal streams. On right. Hashtag obsessed. All right. I'm watching it on. Mine, mine's on 60 minutes and 15 seconds. And my phone is just dinged for a goal. <laughs> oh, come on. That's the uh, Cancelo clean sheet and gone. It, and it's Man City 1 0 on Zach. Yeah, that's fine. No I don't care about the clean sheet. I just want to see this 20 game and beat and run. Oh, don't worry. They'll score at the end. Right. Don't worry about it. Adama soon come, lads. Adama soon come. Anyway. Yeah, um, Tottenham, I don't know where we're headed this season. I think in a couple of weeks we've got Arsenal. Come on. I think we'll smash Arsenal easily. Um, Oof, are you I'm, sure? I'm not worried about... I'm That's not. Oh, yo, 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 it's Jose yo, yo, Mourinho yo, yo. against Arsenal. Yeah, like, Arsenal are better than what they were. Yeah, Arsenal Wenger isn't there anymore, Zach, for you to obliterate. It's, it's still, like yeah, as we yeah. said, they're still below us. Like Any mm. team that's below us now is a bad team. I don't care. What colour is North London? Zach, can I just say, this feels like, you know, but you're making that comment that you're going <laughs> to obliterate Arsenal. It just feels like the comment you're going to have a season nice where year. Man City, Man City, you're not going to win a trophy. I can guarantee it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they win the league. No, I don't know. I'd, Tottenham's season, as I said, I don't know which, which direction we're heading. <laughs> nice. Ash Cash. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, lads. <laughs> um, moving on then. Um, mid-table, not a lot of movement, to be fair. Not much to discuss. Villa, as always, still somehow got like about six games in hand on everybody else. I don't know when they're going to get a chance to play them. Um, but yeah, Grealish out at the moment. They're going to be, play- they're gonna be oh, playing absolutely. the Euros, mate. Honestly, what's going on? Yeah, question is, will Grealish be playing for them or will he be playing for England? Top question. Um, Leeds Wolves all around each other. Palace are just, yeah, Palace, shocking. Shocking. Southampton, by the way, they're being drawn in. They they were amazing. I'll tell you what, a few teams have been drawn in. Brighton are well in it. Newcastle are well in it. And to be fair, fair play to Fulham, who have almost hauled themselves out of their relegation zone. Fair dues. They're not far away. I'll, I'll be honest. I think Newcastle, I don't think. Almiron and. Almiron and, um, and yeah, that's, Maximum that's, are out. And that, yeah, Oof, and Wilson blow. as well, obviously. What is Brucey so, going to yeah. do now, eh? Matt Ritchie up He's top. He's going to make Joel Linton I... a great strike. <laughs> <laughs> From those teams, I, I, I like to see Fulham stay there because I think oh, Fulham's got Potter's Potter's in a good job there. 
And Brighton, Brighton. No, I want to see. I like they play good football. They just lack in quality attacking players. Um, where they, they do everything they miss, right. A couple of two penalties. penalties. Absolutely. Two penalties the and a goal disallowed. No, exactly. That world's penalty, bro. And, and that just shows you it's not about. They're doing the right things, but Potter's they just nice can't bloke, put the back of the I can't net. imagine him actually going at his plays after that game. <laughs> All right, then, Potter. I think he's a wizard. Basically, put it this way: if Graham Potter was manager of Manchester City, <laughs> they'd be sweeping up the oh, quadrant. Oh, they'd be doing oh, magic and all sorts of things. If Guardiola wizards. was at Brighton, if Guardiola was at Brighton, <laughs> they'd be <Wonder> relegated. <laughs> Expected goals. Danny Welbeck would be. Could anyone just explain what on earth was going on with Lee Mason in that game? That was unbelievable. I don't we, think anyone's uh, got an explanation for it. We said a lot about referees, but honestly, all these refs, these referees are just—they nah. need to bin all these referees. Honestly, they need to bin them all. Even the, obviously the penalty decision against United. I genuinely believe that what the what was claimed that the referee had said oh, yeah. to Harry Maguire about it not giving the decision because of all the talk after. United I reckon it did out. was said. Yeah, no, but the point is, is that if if it was if it wasn't true, I think so, so, so Luke Shaw would have been um, banned was, and Man United would have been fined. And but the fact that there was no action taken tells me that the referee probably did say it, and they they thought, well, well we shouldn't then um, charge them. That the standard of referee in every week, honestly, is mm. absolutely abysmal. But with refs, I, I think I think it's a it's the worst it's ever been, in my opinion, right yeah, now. But where's, like, you know, with obviously young stars in football, you're like, oh, this guy's up and coming. Where's like up and coming refs? Where's the young laddie? It's what a young youth waiting for you. Have you done your badges? The, the thing is, with the United. <laughs> That's true. Omar just said, what do you say? Where's the black managers? 100%. Oh, Terrible. All these leaders for nothing. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pointless exercise now, isn't it? This this kneeling business. Well, unless there's the change, I mean, they they don't mind. Why are they making it up? Like... They're making it up as they go along. Like, how can that handball not be a penalty? But then the Eric Dyer one from earlier in the season, that was a penalty when he you know he wasn't even looking at the ball. It's a bit mad. But forget forget earlier in the season. There was a, there was a, a game the day before United's game where there was a similar um, handball given. I can't remember who it was, and and there was just... no questions asked. But it's just lack of consistency. I think it's the actual it's rest because VAR shocking. called him to the monitor, rightly so. But he was, in his own arrogance, decided to stick with the decision. No, I, I didn't get that. Exactly. Oh, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's the refs. It's, bad, it's the refs, yeah. Bad worksman blames the tools. It's not the tools. Exactly. Not. And the Lee Mason one, that had nothing to do with VAR. He yeah. was just being an idiot. Like, what the... Did he, what is he doing? You can't, I'm, I'm lost for words. Like, how can he let the free kick happen? Why is he, blew he the whistle? How do we do the whistle again? And then he gave the goal. Analyze the refs. And then he gave the goal, and then he disallowed it. Like what? What a clown! I feel sorry for Brighton. Man. And then what was he looking at VAR? I t- for me, why did VAR even get involved? It was all about the whistle. <laughs> Imagine you're a Brighton <laughs> fan, though. Imagine you're a Brighton fan. That's all happened to you. A player has scored Listen, a penalty. Listen, I think Brighton fans are more triggered by the missed pen, especially the Welbeck one. Oh, that was painful. The rebound. Just to hammer it home, I think wasn't it earlier on in the season where Nuno, Nuno, Esprito Sanchez was fine for saying 
Santo Wolves or Almanar, I'm a manager. Santo. Anyway, so he was fined for saying that Lee Mason's basically not good enough to man- to referee Premier League games. Like, they should refund his fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just give him a free Nando, isn't it? <laughs> uh, top word. Um, moving on then. Um, Champions League has continued. So, obviously, the second legs will be resuming next week. Um, oh, Adama's awful. Sorry. Mate, he's quality. Uh, Look at that pacing behind. We're quite confident that we'll see all the English teams progress. Uh, the next set of rounds, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're pretty much be troubled by anything. Yeah, it's let, it's let it go, yeah. it's flipping off. I thought, I thought to Charles, I think that was very, well, yeah, yeah, let it go, man. Bloody, like, it's cool to show though, as well. We're quite critical of the Premier League and see all the standard, this and that, but I think the standard across Europe is shocking right now. Um, so you look Atletico Madrid are about to win the league in Spain uh, they, I don't know and, and they're crap Inter Milan they're about to win the league in Italy and they're, they're not in the Europa really League are. are they in the Europa League just... or the Champions League they're neither no they're not in the Champions League they're not in the Champions they finished bottom of the group yeah, yeah that's right so it goes to sh- 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 honestly, we can- we're critical of the Premier League, but this uh, these we're other leagues are next the level. Rest, all right, the rest yeah. are bloody yeah. dreadful. Oh, Adama just missed another chance. We hope um, Barca go under, yeah. yeah. Isn't it, bro, Listen, you, if, 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 if anyone scores, don't say it, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're all like well a minute behind you. Yeah, I think that brings an end to the weekend review. And... Uh, are we not going to discuss the oh, Europa oh, League? Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Even the Europa mate, League, I'm like joking. generally, if we won it, like I, would, I don't think I'd give a damn. Like, genuinely, it would be, be it would be the biggest trophy. You would be the biggest trophy Tottenham won in my lifetime, and I would not give a flying monkey. Oh yes, you would. I genuinely wouldn't. I can't be on a Thursday night when we're playing. Some Bulgarian team or whatever. I just can't be. What? Who cares? You, you say that now. You say that now. You say that exactly. You say that now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember. This is the irony of it. I remember that season. United won the Europa, and Tottenham came second in the league that season. Asif and Asif were on to me. Like United have had a better season than Spurs. United have had a better season than Spurs. This season, if the reverse happens, I'm not going to make that argument. The only reason I'll make that argument is to to piss them two off. There's no other reason. Like, okay, you're realistically, I'll you say it now, but you'll be. No, listen, Zach, you don't know what it feels like <laughs> to see a team win a trophy for starters. Yeah, so you, you, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. But you've won the Audi Cup, and the, the other thing I'll say is that. You don't, you don't want to win the Europa League. That's nice. the only chance I'd rather Champions win it than not win it. I but I would not. Champions League as well. Okay, Zach, you know, Spurs are not finishing in the top four. So if how no. could you not want to win the Europa League? I would prefer you don't to want to win the Europa League, League than not to win, to win it. it. But I, I, I don't care, as I said. Okay, but the, the, the question I ask is, when you inevitably finish outside the top four... Will you not want I, to win I the Open League then? First of all, we'll be out of it before the end. You're going to win it, mate. You're going to win it. <laughs> and secondly, yeah, if if no, we're in the final, the point is, yes, I want to. The same with the League Cup. I'd rather that we win it than we didn't. But again, I don't really. 
I don't really care. You'll be outside the I understand it with a League Cup. And even with United now, I'm confident we'll finish top four. If we don't win the Europa League, it's not that big of a deal. But if I was in Spurs' position now, I'd be looking at the Europa League and think, oh, we have to, I want to win that trophy because I want to be in the Champions League next season. It's different for every I think if we were, if we were getting the draws, the United um, again, you've got AC Milan in the next round, then maybe I'd feel a bit more fire in my belly for it. But I like... I, I can't. I can't remember any of the teams Who's we played this from? season. I don't know. Yeah, you got Dynamo Zagreb, isn't it? It's just. It's like the same as when we were playing AFC Marine and, and teams like that. They're the same standard football as, as that. Honestly, I reckon Spurs will win the Europa. To be honest, you. Mourinho knows what he's doing there. He won it with United, right? Yeah, but uh, we'll see. We will see. Fair point. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a league specialist absolutely Youssef over to you my friend for Youssef's game Youssef's game lads let's just have a uh, we'll go over the points okay so at the moment Asif sits top with two points Omar has one point Zach has one point and Atif doesn't have a point so he needs oh, to get on the board to it last week No, you went home. No, you won the first week, Omar. And last oh, week it right, was Atif versus Asif. Zach beat you last week, okay? So this week is obviously Asif versus Omar and Atif versus Zach. The first matchup will be Asif versus Omar. Oh, why am I always first, lad? <laughs> Go on. Home picture. Asif versus Omar. And Omar, as he is the one with less points, will be... Fewer points, fewer points. Sorry, grammatical error. Okay, fewer points, fewer points. Fewer points. Thank you. Okay, and just a reminder from the joint owners club, you can. (laughs) (laughs) What about a single club? (laughs) Please say it again. Give it to me, baby. Single, I mean, the married ones. What? What? Listen, it's controversial statement there, oh, yeah. let's, right. let's stick to football. <laughs> All right, first, first player. He's played for 11 clubs. We all know him. Lanky geezer, Peter Crouch. Omar, how many of the 11 clubs do you think you can name? What's your first oh, bid? Damn. Peter Crouch. Three. Three, okay, not too bad. Three. Asif, do you want to bid four? Or do you want to bid higher? Or do you want to... What do you want? What's your bid? Um, just bear with me. Um... Honestly, my mind goes blank in this game, like next level. Um What's your bid? Are you going to make Omar name his three? I'll let Omar name his three. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Oh, he tried to bluff. That's okay. It's out of 11 clubs. Omar, one at a time. Well, I I, I know the two. I know know Liverpool, obviously, and Stoke. Correct. I just can't can't remember who he bought him off. That's all. (laughs) 
Okay. Let's <sighs> correct. Right. You've got one more club. I'm just going to go for Sunderland. I reckon I could have got 11 there. What? Tottenham, Southampton. Zach would have named all of Peter Crabbe's clubs from the age of six. Honestly, the only three I knew was Spurs, Liverpool, and Stoke. I don't remember any of the others. Oh, yeah, Spurs. No. I know Southampton. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. He played for Portsmouth as well. Played for Portsmouth under Ari, him and Jermaine Defoe up top. He also played for mm. Burnley. He finished his Burnley. career at Burnley. Um, played for Southampton, Norwich, Aston Villa, Queen's Park Rangers. He had a couple of loan spells in Sweden and another yeah. random team. But, I yeah, actually remember Portsmouth. It's going to have to be a point <laughs> with Jermaine Defoe. Okay. Too late now, Holmes. <laughs> that is a point to Asif. Okay, well done. Now, second player. He has played for six clubs. Asif will be bidding first. Juanluca Zambrota. <laughs> oh, you're having a laugh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's a World Cup winner. Zambrota. Six clubs for Zambrota. What is your bid, Asif? Um, I'm going to go for one. Okay, that's, that's a bit of one. Um, two. Omar, what are you bidding? I two. Don't know two. Nice, I don't know Omar. Two. Omar's two. <laughs> I'm going to take guesses. Why are you Because <laughs> you'll know one. Great bands. Great bands. No, he's saying he said I, 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 I can't remember Omar, this player. All right. Um, that's two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two. Omar's bid of two. Asif, you gonna? Nah, he can bid a Okay, he's asking Omar name the two clubs that Juanluca Zambrota. Um, I, I, I can't remember this player. I'm gonna go into Milan. Oh god, you got it wrong in the first one. At least got the first one right. If you if you said the other Milan club, that would have been a point. Yeah. He also played for Juventus, Barcelona. Yeah. I remember him now. Barcelona. He won the. Oh, you oh, didn't know. You yeah. didn't even know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Juventus, Barcelona, AC Milan. He played for Barry Como, and. Yes, He's never played in England. Like that. But yeah, Juventus Barcelona. I thought we only do... oh, Never on, played no. in England, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? But you, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't get an English team the, anyway. The you said it's it, it a Milan. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Can be Asso, isn't it? He's just from my right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is 2 0 to Asif, and he will get the point, but we'll play the last. Uh, player, just call, me, call me Pep Guardiola. <laughs> the last time Asif had a guess was so. Okay, this last player, Omar, you'll be bidding first. He has played for eight clubs. We all love him, Pepe Rena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many clubs Three. are you bidding? 
three. Okay, three for Pepe Reina. I'm going to go for Oof. four. Oh, ambitious. He won't get four. four. I'll tell you okay. right now. Omar, you... You're bidding more. Oh, you want him to name four? Okay, there we go. He wants yeah, you to name, name him. You want him to name him more? Okay, Asif, one at a time, please. Okay, Liverpool. Correct. Um, Aston Villa. Correct. Bayern Munich. Correct. Oh, I, I had the fourth team. Why is my head gone blank? Um. Real Madrid. Oh, Man City. Man City just scored. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, just, I was just going to say Real Madrid. What's your fourth club? Real Madrid. Incorrect. Unlucky. He played what? for Real Madrid. Did he? He played. No, he didn't play for Real Madrid. He played for Barcelona, Villarreal, Liverpool. That's where we signed him from. Napoli. Bayern Munich, AC Milan, Aston Villa, and he's currently at Lazio. Unlucky, mate. You tried your best. That's what oh. I can't. You can pass. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> that is 2-1, but Asif does take that round. Well done. Unlucky, what? Omar. It was last, last goal Brilliant the winner. Stuff, what do you mean, what? It's 2-1. That's it. No, you clown. There's only three years. I said it's one. Yeah, that's one already. Two one. Okay, well done. All right, now we are coming on to Atif versus Zach. As Atif doesn't have a point, and He's Zach does, like Atif him, will be <laughs> will be bidding first. Okay, so the first player, what a striker this guy was. He's played for seven clubs. Oh, Emil Heskey. Seven clubs for Emil Heskey. How many are you bidding? Two. Who, who's bidding first? <laughs> Two? Was, was that Atif? Oh, stop oh I'm him, bidding man. first. Right, okay. Atif, you're bidding first. Yeah. Um, I'll do four. Ooh. That is a nice bit of four. Okay, good, good bid at if I like it. I like aggressive play. Zach, how many you bid in? Or how many clubs he played for altogether? He has played for seven clubs. Sweet spot, mate. Zach, like, I'll name eight. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Zach? Need your bid, please. Emil Hesky. Ooh. Okay, I need your bid. Whoa, who's typing there? What who's typing there? Oh, let if the name is for. Zach Judy. Oh, disappointing, Zach. Should be all out of time. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> he wants Tiff to name his right, four. Liverpool Football Club. One at a time, please name the four clubs. Uh, Leicester City. Correct. Aston Villa. Correct. Correct. And here is where we come to a standstill. <laughs> uh, final club is 
across the club. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have a guess here. Um, I'll go for Portsmouth. Incorrect. Unlucky, unlucky, unlucky. Leeds United? I had Wigan no, after the Oh, Wigan! That's correct. Oh. Wigan. He was with Hugo Roddy Agamid. With Hugo Rodriguez up front for Wigan. Oh, I was going to say, when did he play for Bolton? I know. I, so, so that's, that, that's where he I, finished I could, his career. Do you know what? I could picture him in a white shirt, and that's why I was thinking of Leeds. Bolton it was, and he also played in Newcastle oh. Jets as well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah unlucky Tiff that's bold though that was a nice move but that is a point to Zach there okay second player Zach Judy will be bidding first he has played for eight clubs it's Paul Ince Paul Ince what, what, sorry what was the name <laughs> oh Paul Ince right okay. Paul Ince Paul Ince uh, three eight clubs for Paul Ince Three, okay. Zach is bidding three. Um, what are you bidding to? Or do you want him to name? I can't name more than three, so I'll have to give it to him. Man United. Three. Yeah. Liverpool. Correct. Inter Milan. Correct. Correct. There's I have no idea what the other five were. That is... <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, a, that's a three that I knew as well. That is correct. He also played for West Ham, Middlesbrough, Wolves, Swindon, and Macclesfield as well. Well Light done, work. Zach. That is the points to you there. We will play the last player, though. Tito <clears throat> will be bidding first. This player has played for five clubs, which I was surprised about. Jens Lehmann. Oh, God. <laughs> Goalkeeper Jens Lehmann two. has played for five clubs. Where have you got two, two. from? Okay. <laughs> uh, I name you two. Uh, Arsenal. Name you two. Is it Bayer Leverkusen? I don't even know correct. the German team. Oh, incorrect. Stuttgart. Oh, I was rooting for you there, Stuttgart. mate. Stuttgart. That's it. Stuttgart. He played for Stuttgart. He played for Schalke. Yeah. AC Milan. He had five games for AC Milan. Oh, I had Dortmund as well. Dortmund I should have just gone for three here. <laughs> Very defensive game from Zach there. But I'm really needed. Well done, well yeah. done, well done. Zach gets top, top the stuff. point. Thank you very much. Um, where are we, gents? And thank you very much for that use. Um, that's it. And finishing off, as we always do, I'm going to pass over to Zach Judy to present his team of the week. No problem at all. Thank you very much. Um, let me just load this up. Right. So, team of the week this week, I've gone for in goals, as I said in our group earlier this this week. Possibly one of the players of the season. 
I don't know where this form has come from. Emmy Martinez again. Um, outstanding clean sheet against Leeds United. Points machine on fantasy football. Very, very consistent keeper. He did say over the summer that his move to Aston Villa was a step up from Arsenal and has been proven correct. Um, at the back, a right back, I've gone for Vladimir Kufal, who I think was outstanding against Manchester City, a real thorn in their side on the right-hand side and defensively solid. Um, however, for the centre-backs, I've gone for the same two centre-backs as last week, which is John Stones and Ruben Diaz. They basically won... Uh, the game for their team against West Ham. They both scored goals. The attackers are doing nothing. They were all asleep. Um, had to rely on the two centre-backs to get the goals. Um, solid performances from from the both of them. Left-back, I've gone for Matt Target of Aston Villa, who was tasked with keeping Rafinha quiet, which he did diligently, um, and also... Defended well and played on the edge on a yellow card. Made several challenges that should have got sent off for, but managed to finish the game without getting sent off, which is an achievement in itself. Uh, moving on into midfield, gone for Curtis Jones, who showed Liverpool's front three what it's like yeah, to score a goal. Um, alongside him, <laughs> Ruben Neves scored a cracking header. Uh, for Wolves against Newcastle, all-round good performance, pinging balls around left, right and centre. Um, then just ahead of them in attacking midfield, surprisingly, they've gone for Lucas Moura, who I thought was going to thwart all of our attacks, but um, was actually everywhere all over the pitch against Burnley at the centre of um, everything and put in a really good performance. Hopefully uh, that will continue. And then for the front three... On the left-hand side, I've gone for Anwar El Ghazi. Um, scored the winner against Leeds United. Excellent touch, control and finish for his goal. Um, and he was pretty much everywhere as well for, for the uh, Aston Villa attack, filled in in the absence of Jack Grealish. Uh, Centre-forward, I've gone for Mikhail Antonio, as we discussed earlier on. Seems to score, no matter how big the opponent um, scores in all the big games. Um, and to be honest, there wasn't really any other strikers. I think in this round of fixtures, it's only him and Lacazette were the only strikers that scored. And Lacazette was a penalty. Yes. And right of the front three, none other than the Welsh prince, Gareth Bale himself, who put out a stunning 10 out of 10 performance um, and hopefully is a sign of things to come. Thank you very much, Zach Judy. Another another fine fine team sheet that you've uh, given us there. You're welcome. Yeah, Man City have just gone three one. Yep. I believe three one. Water is wet. Another win for them. Yep. It's all too easy. Shock, shocking mistake, but they all sudden. They just brought him on. That was his first touch. <laughs> oh God! What a hor- what was he up. doing? What on earth was he doing? Oh, it's shocking. They literally they literally just brought him on. Is that one of shambles? Is he a defender? Nothing for fantasy. What's he doing? Oh, God. Too easy. Well, you want to change the game and change the game he has. Uh, Talk to you about Fabio Silva. City go. The false strike. Yeah, that's it, gentlemen. Unless anyone else has got anything else that they really want discussing at the moment, that concludes yet another podcast. 
thank you very all, all for joining us again. Omar, join late, but top, fine, fine work for catching up with us. Um, hope to catch you all again uh, for our next again. podcast. Thank you very much. Zach, you, Omar and Ass for joining us. Thank you. See you all soon. See you next week. Cheers, Jeff. Thank you. Ta. Thanks.